Hi, and welcome to my second episode, or I guess my first episode, depending on how you like to count things, of a show about something. Welcome again, and thank you for joining me. Obviously, you listened to the intro and you were like, oh, maybe she's got something interesting to say. Or maybe you're just listening to this because you're on PodCoin and you like to earn money for listening to podcasts. Maybe you were just looking for something new. Maybe you're one of my friends and you were like, what's she going to say next? Either way, again, welcome. And we are jumping in head first today. Head first into an empty pool off the diving board. Um, just kidding. So I am kicking off this podcast with a five-part series that will discuss some of the relationship that I have with my mother Um, and just kind of talking a little bit about her. And so you may be, why, why would you talk about that? Well, we all have different relationships with our mother. And recently I had a friend who came to visit and we were talking about our moms and her and I actually have really similar feelings about our moms and our relationships with them. And it, it really struck me that maybe a lot of people feel this way and, and neither one of us is young. We're not, you know, we're not teenagers. We're not in our twenties where we're still, you know, in that rebellious phase of like, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Cause you're my mom. You know, you know, we're both, we're both older, you know, we're in our, our late thirties and we've had a lot of time to come to terms with the things that have happened in our lives that maybe have have been a result of poor choices by our mothers. And so even with that resigned attitude, we both still agreed that while we loved our moms, we actually really, really hate them. And everyone talks about how there's this really fine line between love and hate. And I never, you know, you never really know that that's true until you feel it, until you feel it in your body, in your mind, And you have a relationship like that with someone. And, you know, maybe you're lucky enough that you never have. And I say lucky, but honestly, it's really eye-opening. And it's deep. It's a deep, deep relationship. And, And someone said, well, maybe it's different because I'm adopted. Which, by the way, I'm adopted. And I don't think so because the friend who I won't, I won't say her name, but my friend that I was talking to, she is not adopted. And, you know, we are very different. We grew up in different states even. Um, She grew up with both her parents and I grew up only with my mom. I'm an only child. She's not. I'm adopted. She's not. There's, you know, there's very different things happening there. So obviously we experience different things in our lives and yet we both still have this really strong, strong emotional connection of love and hate with our moms and specifically with our moms. Um, So it brought me to think like maybe I should discuss this because if, if you know me, if you're a friend of mine and you're listening to this podcast, you're like, how could you, Jen, hate your mom? She is amazing. You know, I have yet to find anyone who does not like my mom. I think I am a standalone, you know, um, in that, in that I don't, I don't like my mom very much sometimes. And like I said, don't get me wrong. I love my mom, (laughs) but I also don't like her very much at all. So back to that people people love my mom love her 
you know, they accept her for all her flaws and for whatever her relationships are with them. They, they think she's amazing. She's this wonderful, helpful person. Literally everything that people describe my mom as, I have a contradicting, very powerful story in my life. You know, and you might be like, oh, but you're her daughter. Like, that's how you feel. And again, I have come to terms with so many things. And my mom has done a lot of really great things for me as well. But there's so many much more worse things. Well, that was really bad English. There are so many worse things that have happened in my life that have driven out any of the positive feelings that I've had about her. And I'm certain that there are other people out there who feel the same way. And what's happening now is that my, my mom is getting older And so while I am, I'm in my late thirties and I'm ready to deal with a lot of the trauma and the bad things that have happened, my mom can't have those conversations with me because she's getting older also and doesn't remember a lot of the things that have happened or she's not capable of processing them anymore because literally our physiology, like our brains are in different places Um, I did do a little research about that because cognitively things change, you know, as you get older, we all know that. Um, but her perspective has changed, you know, she gets, as you get older, things get clouded, um, different things get brought to the surface. And so I've tried to sit down and have conversations with my mom and maybe you have too. And if you haven't, I would suggest doing it. But when you do it, make sure that you come from a place of calmness Um, Don't come from a place where you're angry because that never works. Trust me. Take my word for it on that one. Do not approach your mom to talk about things that are hard when you're already mad because she will not make you feel any better about it. And And if you disagree with me, then you probably don't have the same relationship with your mom that I have with my mom. And maybe this particular session is not, it's not your cup of tea. So, but maybe you have someone in your life who feels this way about your mom. And so if you do keep listening because you... You might find this to be enlightening so you can help to better understand that person in your life who does have this relationship with their mom. So I have had a lot of conversations with my mom. um, And I won't actually say her name here because if you do know me and you haven't met my mom, I don't don't necessarily want to bring her into this and like drag her name into the dirt. So because my mom is a lovely person. Um, (laughs) I sound so contradictory, but it's true. So... You know, having conversations with my mom, this person who has has done so much for me, you know, she adopted me. Like, that's amazing. She brought me into this world. She gave me, you know, what some people would consider to be a wonderful life. And she is still around and still here. She's still here for my kids today. And I really love and appreciate the relationship that she has with them. But sometimes when I look at my mom, I remember something that happened when I was a little kid because she's doing something with my kids and I'm like, hey, that makes me remember this and we never talked about that and now I'm super pissed and I have to walk away because in that moment when I'm angry, I won't be kind to her and she doesn't deserve me calling her out in that moment, you know, and I still might be angry later when we discuss it and, you know, I cuss at my mom which I will apologize for most of the time later. I swear at her, you know, it's, it's, we, we go down some paths and that's just kind of what happens. But she, she, in these conversations has expressed that my opinion or my, my remembrance of certain events is wrong. I mean, she will flat out tell me that's not what happened, Jennifer. And 
you can't do that to people because here's why there is no such thing as reality. There is only your perception of it. No one sees anything exactly the same. No one. And so just because you remember something and you are certain that it is factual, it's only factual for you. The, the color of the sky, you will describe it differently than someone else would on a particular day. The shape of the clouds, everyone, everyone perceives things differently. And it, it has to do with the way that you, your brain developed as you were growing up and all of these things. And so it occurred to me, you know, after, I don't know, 40 conversations with my mom, that she literally doesn't see it from my perspective and she can't and she never will. And so that was really, really hard for me to come to terms with. And I, you know, honestly, I still deal with it today because I still have all the bad feelings in spite of seeing, hey, we're never going to be able to, to resolve this. You know, like my mom isn't anywhere near, you know, passing away, but I know that in the future when she does pass away, I'm still going to have all of these things and it's going to, it's going to end that way because my mom can't see it from my perspective. And so these things probably would have been better off discussed when I was in my 20s or like even in my early 30s. And I wasted a lot of time not dealing with my stuff. And that's, that's something we'll come back to later because that's, that's part of me and who I am. Um, and some of the things that have occurred in my life have prevented me from being able to do that. And so this is also a message to you that if you are still young or if your parents are still young and there are things that you have swept under the rug Take the time to deal with it now before you can't, before they won't remember, before they can no longer feel empathy or sympathy towards the things that they have done that have caused you pain. Take, take action and do that now because your parents won't remember. The older they get, the things that are going to become clearer to them are the things that happened to them when they were young, not the things that happened to you when you were young. Um, and perhaps I will come back and do a series on memory, um, specifically in regards to like Alzheimer's and aging as that comes around. Cause, uh, I think more people are experiencing that as their parents are getting older and older. So we, you know, I, I'm going to make a note. We'll come back to that, but my message is to do it now. Um, so that's a little bit on the love and hate relationship. And so like a brief history of my mom is that, she, my mom had a rough life, you know, in a different way. My mom was born in 1945, which was around the end of, um, the Holocaust. Um, so she was born into a world that was very much in a certain type of chaos in general, not necessarily in her life specifically. Um, my mom was the first born into a lovely home, I assume of her mother and father, whose names I also won't mention. Um, and they, you know, her parents, her parents got sick. Her mom got sick and Around the time that her mom, I'm going to mess a little bit of this up, but my mom's not listening, I don't think, so who cares? (laughs) Uh, Around the time that my mom had her second child, um, one of my aunts um, 
she was diagnosed with tuberculosis. And so if you historically know anything about that, um, I think my aunt was actually, or my mom or my grand, my grandmother was actually in a TB sanitarium when she was pregnant with my aunt. And so tuberculosis was a huge deal back then, which if any of you have had a TB test, like this is why it was very easily spread. Um, thankfully my aunt nor my mom, uh, ended up having TB, uh, it's just really miraculous that they that they survived that. Um, and so my grandmother, I never actually met her because she died when my mom was 13, um, 12 or 13 years old. And I think my aunt was around eight. Um, and so that's that's really sad. You know, I think I think that that was probably the tipping point. You know, if I don't know if my mom understood when she was growing up that like her mom was going to pass away from this because there was no cure at the time for tuberculosis. Um, or if there just was not access to medical care that was sufficient for her mother. But I think that my mom had a really hard time coping with that. And her whole world was probably turned upside down, even if she was prepared for it. Imagine being that young and losing your whole life because not only did she lose her mom for whatever reasons, her father ended up taking my mom and my aunt to go and live with with some other relatives, um, who I actually know to be my grandparents, my family tree is a little convoluted and that, that could be a whole other series. And so my mom and my aunt were passed back and forth between my other grandparents homes as they were growing up and they already had children who were older. And so for my mom, and my aunt to be thrown into this position where they no longer had their mother, but they also didn't have their father who presumably didn't want them. Um, I think, I mean, that's just, that's just a double whammy. You know, I, I can't imagine turning out to be an amazing person and having that happen to you. And so in spite of that, my mom continued to, to grow up to be, you know, a wonderful person. And my mom has told me some stories about how she never really felt like she fit in. She didn't have a place to belong. And it makes me sad for her. It makes me sad for her that she's held on to these memories of my grandparents that, um, that are, that are not positive, you know, and there's some other things that went along with that too, where she, she struggled a lot, you know, like because they weren't her actual parents, you know, they didn't want to do certain things for them. But then also she didn't, I mean, she didn't feel like she had actual parents. Her mother was dead and her father was not around. And so it's hard for me to see that because the side of my grandparents that I know is not that side. The side of my grandparents that I know is the side, and it's, it's primarily one of my grandmothers and then my other grandfather that they loved me and adored me. And I never once felt like I didn't belong when it came to those particular grandparents. And so I, I always struggled with that. And now I can kind of understand after hearing my mom's stories and really focusing on it, um, how she could feel that way and how that would affect her in the future. So after she went to um, college, my mom became a teacher and was a teacher for a long time. And the, the mom that I know now, and I've discussed this with my wife many times, I cannot imagine her being a school teacher and instructing anyone to do anything. And so I always joke about it, but there must have been this part of my mom. I mean, there was this whole other life that she had before I was born where she was she was a school teacher. And it blows my mind. She taught math and science and I just I can't fathom it. My mom is incredibly smart. She's very very book smart and but my mom has has 
lacked in common sense, I think, and like street smarts. Um, and I don't know if that's just time, age, you know, she was in a car accident later in life. And I don't know if those things have impacted that, but my whole time growing up, I've always thought my mom was really smart, but that she lacked, um, a certain amount of street smarts, which I have in spades. And so it's been an interesting mix growing up and, and having that type of a person as a parent. So, you know, my mom was a teacher. It's crazy. And then for whatever reason, which maybe I'll find out later, she doesn't really talk to me too much about this kind of stuff. It's like pulling teeth trying to get this information out of her. She went back to school and on her own and became an attorney, which again blows my mind. I have literally as a kid been in the courtroom and seen my mom in court, but still to this day, I mean, my mom filled in as a judge. She was an American Sign Language interpreter. She's really this amazing, amazingly intelligent and wonderful person. But I've seen it with my own eyes, but I still sometimes have a hard time fathoming it. And I think a lot of people probably feel that way about their parents. Like, how do you, you know, how do you get to that point where you know nothing about your parents? Because I have definitely made an effort to try and get to know my mom more so in the last couple of years than even before my lives. And part of it is that we're super self-centered, right? We are growing up, we're developing as people, but I think that something that we lack in our culture and our society today is the lack of knowledge about our parents. And so if you don't know what your parents did or what they do for work, if you don't understand some of the things that have happened to them, make an effort Make an effort, make a, make a memory, make a record, record it. Um, that was something that my mom did. She actually has a lot of tape recordings of her interviewing my grandparents about their histories. And now my whole family will have that forever. And so that's actually something that I've approached my mom about is getting some of those tape recordings. And I would love, love to play them here at some point because my grandfather is Native American. And so that would be a really cool series to do as well. So look for that coming up and maybe in the next couple of months or so. So get to know your parents because they might surprise you. Um, My mom was married three times. She had a pilot's license at one point and used to fly little tiny, you know, little shuttle planes and stuff. Like my parents had little three-seater, four-seater planes that they flew I mean, it's wild. I can't even imagine it. My mom flying planes. So again, if you're a friend of mine, you're hearing this, please let your mind appropriately be blown that my mom had a pilot's license and freaking flew planes. Like, mind blown. Like, I even still think about that to this day and I just, I can't believe it. And I can't wait for my kids to learn this stuff about my mom. I can't wait for it. Um, so... My mom, everyone loves my mom, and I have said that about a bazillion times. My mom's history is definitely one that has, has been salted with, with sour tastes and lots of bad things, you know. And in her mind, all of these really horrible things from my childhood happened to her. Um, they didn't necessarily happen to me. And... Your parents may feel the same way also if you've had traumatic things in your past and so they're not able to see it from your perspective. They might feel guilty about it. They might feel bad about it. But keep that in mind when you are talking to your therapist, talking to a friend, talking to your mom, talking to your dad. They might not realize 
the way that they are feeling about it is not the same way that you are feeling about it. And you might not realize the same thing. And so that's something that I'm going to discuss again in these future episodes. So I really appreciate you guys joining me today. Um, Part two coming up next time is going to be my mom, the early years. Um, It's going to be about her love and hate relationship with her um, quote unquote uh, parents, the people who raised her after her mom died. Um, I have some more insight on that and some stories about that. Hopefully she will want to share a little bit more with me. She was a little resistant the last time I tried to talk to her. I appreciate you sticking around and listening. And again, this is a five-part series at the beginning of my podcast. So it's either going to get better or worse, depending on your perspective. Stick around and let's find out. Thanks for joining me. And hopefully you're listening on podcast, which is the number one place to earn coins while you are listening to a podcast. Um, I love PodCoin. I actually listen to it myself. Um, I think that it's the best way to actually, you can earn coins and redeem for gift cards and you can redeem for charity. So think about it, podcast, check it out, hit subscribe, follow me. Bye.